Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. GM Zingers, my name is Logan Ross, and I would like to welcome you to Flight number 60 on the moon or bust rocket ship your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. let's get right into it joining me today on this fine mutant monday is ryan mcnamara how are you i'm good how are you logan i'm doing pretty well thank you what do we got going on today's show got lots of stuff going on we'll be talking altcoins. we're going to be giving a market update on bitcoin and ethereum we're even going to touch on some Shiba Inu. We saw some new all-time highs, so stay tuned for that. I'm excited for today's show. That is for sure. Sounds amazing, Ryan. Uh, now, before we get started, I need everyone out there to drop a comment with the projects you want us to take a look at on today's show. Uh, and while you're down there, send the like count to the moon, please. Ryan, you're lying next. Oh, okay. Yeah, guys. Check out this sweet hat. It's an Ethereum hat. It says moon or bust on this side. And we also have a Bitcoin hat. We got a Shiba Inu hat. We got a Floki Inu hat. We got some sick merch. So be sure to check that out at Benzinga Swag. Uh, just look up Benzinga Swag. You'll see it. And if you want a 25% off discount from all that merch, join our Telegram. The link's in the description below. So be sure to check that out. You'll get 25% off any of these cool hats. And I wear this one all the time. It's pretty cool gets me lots of ladies so don't sleep <laughs> if you guys are new around here we appreciate you tuning in we hope you'll subscribe if you enjoy the content uh and make sure to always connect with us on twitter with that out of the way let's get right into the market update uh so i'm gonna share my screen here ryan why don't you give us a little bit of overview what happened this weekend since we last talked on friday yeah, so I think last time we talked on Friday, we actually were already seeing that dip down to about $60,000. And we were wondering, you know, are we going to hold this line? It's a psychological support, a big round number at $60,000. And it looks like we have. We're back on our way up. We're around $63,000 per Bitcoin, around $4,200 per Ethereum. And the market, the total market cap of all cryptocurrency is currently at $2.6 trillion very very high mm -hmm. i'm i'm very bullish right now as i have been these past few weeks and i probably will remain bullish over all of quarter four but of course that depends on the price movements uh but i mean everything's looking great right now i'm very excited for what's to come in these next few months yeah me too ryan so we see bitcoin up almost five percent today ethereum up four percent bnb up two and a half cardano still chilling uh, Solana up 12% today, man. That's uh, Blunt's made that call yesterday. I should have listened, should have taken action on that, but I think that there's still time left. Uh, we see Ripple's taking a little stroll through the park, still not doing much. Pull it out of 5%. Let us know what coins you guys are looking at, and we will give them our little moon or bust review live on air today. Uh, so let's flip over to the Bitcoin weekly candles. Okay, so this is the full year in review. Uh, we saw the, the run-up in April, the correction throughout the, the middle of the year, throughout the summer. Uh, and now we have seen that this breakout uh, and we've seen a new all-time high reclaimed. So, Ryan, do you think that we're going to see uh, a nuke back to 50K first 
or will we be going back to new all-time highs? You know, I think it's really hard to say, but because we did see those new all-time highs and we have that Bitcoin ETF ticker BITO trading now, I would not be surprised if we saw new all-time highs. I think we could go up into the $70,000 range before we see a significant pullback. I think it's more likely to, that we'll see new all-time highs than we'll see a pullback to around $50,000. Uh, it's a little bit early to tell. We still haven't reached new all-time highs in these past few days, but I think we needed this correction. I mean, we were going up and up for the longest mm -hmm. time. So, I mean, looking back at this triangle you drew, Logan, and we saw this mm -hmm. kind of sustained pullback probably lasted around two weeks. Uh, yeah, right there. I'm wondering, you know, could that happen again? Are we there yet? Or do we have more room to go up before we see, you know, at least some type of significant correction like that? Because before we did see a significant correction that lasted, what, like four months. I don't think that's going to be happening again. I think a more likely scenario will be a pullback kind of similar to what we saw after we hit about $53,000 and pulled back to around $40,000. Yeah, that's a great question. Let us know what you guys think in the chat. Where is Bitcoin headed over the next week? Uh, we could either be, be sustaining that correction, look something like this, uh, fall down back into the mid 50,000s, or we could rip straight through to new all-time highs. I'm leaning on the side of more all-time highs, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think in the chat. So They say, um, your, they say the that? trend is your friend, and the trend is undoubtedly up right now. So I'm going to stick to that. The trend is your friend. I do see people putting some tickers in the chat. Keep that up. We actually were supposed to have an interview with Eden Network today. That's getting postponed because the founder had a flight delay. Uh, but stay tuned for that. We do have some extra time today to talk about your coins. So like I said, throw them in the chat. We'll get to it eventually on the show today. Yep. And hopefully Eden will be on next week. That is a pretty cool one. You can actually use that priority network to front run NFT mints and basically guarantee or, you know, get a much better shot at getting those mints in before everyone else, uh, which could be pretty lucrative the way the NFT market has been these days. Okay. So here we have the daily candles for Ethereum, Ryan. Uh, what do you make of, of this chart here? Well, according to your triangles, we've broken out of it. But like we've said before, the beauty of triangles is you can always just redraw it. So, I mean, if it does go down, we could just redraw this, you know, put this line out right around the all-time highs and say, you know, we're in another triangle. It's ascending, but the top's a little bit higher. So it's a bit hard to say based on the lines, but I think that Ethereum looks more bullish than Bitcoin, especially right now. I mean, we haven't seen as big of a pullback as we did with BTC and I, I think this trend will continue. I think we'll see new all-time highs for Ethereum, hopefully pretty soon here. What do you think, Logan? Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Um, I've been trading ETH more than I usually ever trade lately. Uh, so I've been watching these one-minute candles uh, pretty unhealthily. <laughs> Let us know if you guys are also on those one-minute candles, those DGEN candles uh, in the chat below. Um, but here we see this morning we had this little uptrend going on and then we broke down so now let's see where should we redraw these lines uh, on one minute candles this is the most dubious thing i've ever seen on <laughs> mooner bus drawing lines on one minute candles but we shall do it's it a, because it's you're, a slippery you're, slope ryan what 25x levered at this point we might as well do one minute <laughs> candles we might as well let us know what you guys uh, are trading if you're using any leverage or what coins you're looking at uh, we'll get time to get to them all today. So 
I don't know. I think that so so this morning uh, we woke up to this very nice surprise, this huge run up with a lot of volume, as you can see right here. Uh, and, and then we had have uh, sustained a little bit of a correction. I don't know. I think that I mean, I'm Ryan, like give me your Elliott wave insights. So we had this this first leg uh, and maybe this maybe it started here. What do you what do you think? Hmm. Does it even work on this low of a time frame? It could. I don't really see anything that's really popping out at me. I guess maybe what I'm seeing here is some support right around where we're at because there was a previous local high, Logan. If you zoom out a little bit, it looks like we might be holding that as support. Uh, if you go out just a bit more, uh, these are one minute candles, Logan. We're still looking at the same day at this point. There we go. Now, right okay. there. So, so we did see this big pump up, right? Uh, back 7.30, what, 7.30 p.m. maybe yesterday. Yeah, I think this is UTC though, so it's a bit oh, okay. But we, we saw this pump up kind of similar to what we saw this morning, and now it looks like we might be able to hold around the previous local high there. I mean, that would be great to see, and hopefully we can reverse this trend. Um, but then again, like I said, very dubiously speculating right now. These are one-minute candles. It's pretty hard to do TA on one-minute candles. Um, I would stick to you know at least one or four hour candles to try and look at some trends, if not the daily or weekly time frames. I mean, the longer you're in the markets, the the more money you're going to make. Quite frankly, it, don't get lost in the noise. You really just want to find those major corrections, dollar cost average into your position, and and hold on to it if you're a believer. Yep, good advice, Ryan. Uh, so let's start doing some some chat coins. Uh, what's sticking out to you so far? Let's see. We have. Oh, I think we should do SHIB, huh? We should do SHIB, yeah. All right. Give me one second. I'll pull it up. So Elon does not own Shiba. We learned that on Twitter just a couple days ago while Shiba Inu was pumping. And then what? I, I forgot what account it was. There's a Shiba Inu account asking Elon if he owned any Shiba, kind of shooting themselves in the foot right there. He ended up responding. He said, he said, no, I don't own any Shiba. Um, so that's yeah. where we saw this pullback going down like 20% after he said that. I don't know. Were investors really surprised, though? Did they think that Elon owned Shiba? I mean, come on. He said before, like during the B word, when they were talking about Bitcoin with uh, Kathy Wood and Jack Dorsey, you know, he said the only investments he has are Bitcoin, Ethereum, SpaceX, uh, what, uh, Tesla, Tesla, of course. And I think yep. that was it. Maybe one other investment, but he's not really an investor. Dogecoin. And Dogecoin. Yes, he said he has Dogecoin as well. So I think those were his five investments, which is extremely surprising, right? Because, I mean, he's one mm -hmm. of the richest people in the world. You would think that he would have a hugely diversified portfolio, uh, but he doesn't. Mm -hmm. I think that says something about cryptocurrency, yeah. about Bitcoin, Ethereum, even Dogecoin, that one of the richest people, if not the richest person in the world, owns those and not other stocks and other traditional assets. So definitely mm -hmm. interesting, but it looks like Shiba doesn't really care that Elon doesn't own it. I mean, we saw some FUD there for maybe a few hours after he announced he doesn't own any Shiba, but we're on our way back up now. Uh, I saw some rumors that Robinhood may be listing Shiba. I don't know if anyone in the chat has any information yeah. about that. No, so, so Robinhood put out a tweet confirming that they were not doing anything with it yet. Uh, okay. There's nothing official. I did see that it wasn't official. I saw Robinhood tweet something about how, you know, they don't have any concrete plans to list Shiba. I don't know if they just couldn't announce anything or if that is true. Um, but yeah, I mean, as of now, I wouldn't be trading on the news that Robinhood is accepting Shiba because they haven't announced it just yet. 
But I mean, what? It's on Coinbase now. It's on eToro. It's on a lot of different exchanges. It's very accessible. But its market cap is getting very high at this point. What do you think about that, Logan? You said Max Payne wants a best chain, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if yeah, I mean, it is really sad to see that the market cap uh, of Shiba is higher than Chainlink. And if Robinhood adds Shiba before they add Chainlink, that will also be pretty painful. Um, but you know, on the Elon sentiment, I'd rather own Shib before Elon announces his his purchase. If he would ever uh, decide to pick up some Shiba Inu, I'd rather be in it before. Um, when I was making a tutorial video for our free DeFi 101 course, you can find on the Benzinga Money site earlier this summer. I, I picked up some Shib on Uniswap for the tutorial. Uh, I got like thirty dollars worth, and now it's around two hundred. So, I mean, I, I can't complain. Can't complain. You know, that just shows you Uniswap can pay off. I remember you spending $30 mm-hmm. on that transaction and it was like $30 yeah. in gas fee. And yeah. then people in the chat were like, you really just used Ethereum's network and spent $30 in gas to make a $30 transaction. Like, yeah, yeah. obviously that, that doesn't work out most of the time, but it's funny to see that that you paid for your gas fees and then some with this one. Well, uh, I'd like to shout out all the people who bought these dog coins after me. Uh, so let us know if you guys are trading Sheeb, if you're trading Doge, if you're looking at Floki, uh, want to know what is your favorite dog coin, drop it in the chat below. And while you're down there, make sure to smash the like button, send it to an all time high, just like Sheeb, uh, is on its way to right now. Uh, Logan, have you been, have you been seeing Elon's tweets lately? He's kind of back on his bullshit. I mean, that's kind of bullish for crypto in my opinion. He was all over Bitcoin and Dogecoin, even baby Dogecoin, even Shiba Inu back in like May and April. And now he is again. So maybe he's trying to pump the markets. Maybe he's just excited that we're at new all-time highs or right around new all-time highs. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's definitely back on his bullshit. Yes, I think that there's a lot of potential there. Hopefully he is uh, down to help us like he did the beginning of the year. Uh, and maybe we'll see Tesla accepting Bitcoin again sometime soon. That could be pretty cool. Uh, and then maybe even accepting Dogecoin too. That would be nuts. Man, I wonder Tesla's, what they would do with if they accepted Tesla, Doge. Do you think they would hold it in Doge, or would they would they swap it out? I think they would have to swap it out. I mean, they have shareholders to keep happy, big institutional investors. They're a huge publicly traded firm. I just mm-hmm. I don't think that they would be able to hold Dogecoin in their portfolio. I, I just don't think that with all the red tape, that would be something <laughs> even possible at this point, at least. Yeah, Shiba, we did on the see... other hand, I mean, who knows? Do <laughs> you think that the Tesla would hold Shiba? <laughs> nah, I was just making a funny. Uh, um, well, Tesla just hit a trillion dollar market cap this morning, which is absolutely absurd. Uh, and I think they're like the third or fourth company to ever do it. Obviously, the fastest to ever do it. Um, but okay, let's do the, these chat coins now. Uh, we are going to be doing some moon or bust reviews on, on your guys' favorite coins or NFT projects. Uh, we're open to it all. So the first one we got uh, from Hadid, winner of one of our giveaways last week, wants to take a look at Harmony. Uh, so Ryan, are you for, are you familiar with the Harmony project? I'm not too too familiar with it. I you know, say. I think I did write an article on Harmony for our money site, how to buy Harmony. Uh, you know, educating people on what it was. But you know, those kind of go 
in through my brain, out through my brain <laughs> after it's done. I, I write a lot, or at least I used to. Um, so I, I kind of have forgotten. But, you know, let's click on it. Let's read the short synopsis, and I should be able to remember what Harmony's all about. Pretty Plus sure it's some type of... 54% on the seven-day. That's nuts. Actually, not even going to speculate. Let's just check it out. Okay. So we can go to the little short description here. It's a blockchain platform designed to facilitate the creation and use of decentralized applications. The network aims to innovate in the way decentralized applications work by focusing on random state sharding, uh, which allows blocks to, which allows creating blocks in seconds. So this random state sharding is something that uh, will be a part of the Ethereum 2.0 upgrade. Uh, and obviously Harmony being a new blockchain, a new layer one, they're able to you know, implement it off the bat and get to it quicker um, because Ethereum is gonna have to go through their whole consensus uh, protocol to you know make the change on the main net but let's take a look at this seven day the maybe maybe we'll zoom out a little bit farther we saw it was up 50 percent on the seven day uh, but let's see how it's doing year to date so we have new all-time highs achieved in fact i think today uh, this morning it has set an all-time high uh, which is pretty cool i wonder let's see uh, their website to see if they have any big connections uh, or, you know, deals with any big protocols that are notable and might be causing this price run up. And Logan, I think this kind of goes along with the trend of people investing in platforms now. Harmony One is building a cross-chain platform here that is scalable, and we see this with Polkadot, and then we see other so-called Ethereum killers like Cardano and Solana, you know, doing really, really well. Uh, so I'm not surprised Harmony is doing well alongside this. You know, people aren't really looking to invest in tokens at this point. They're looking for platforms. If you've heard the saying, uh, you know, be the person selling the shovel during the gold rush, not the one going for the gold. It's kind of the same idea. You know, people are trying to buy into these platforms that are hosting other tokens, hosting decentralized applications. And I think right now that's mm -hmm. where the money's at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. I think that the, the layer ones and, and just like the shift to applications and products uh, more than just like ICOs and hype, the, which is what it was in 2017, is, you know, really productive uh, for the industry. But we see on Harmony's website here, uh, their ecosystem and partners, uh, they have Binance, Ledger, MetaMask, SushiSwap, DaVinci. Man, SushiSwap is doing everything these days. That's so crazy. Uh, they have integration with Chainlink, the graph. Uh, these are a lot of blue chips here. So uh, that kind of makes sense as, as to why they are doing so well let us know what you guys think about harmony in the chat are there any holders out there uh i think that you know considering it hit its all-time high earlier today um that it's you know there's a little bit of risk inherent in that you might want to wait for a little bit of dip or a little bit of correction uh but i think long term over the rest of the market cycle it's probably going to move with Bitcoin, move with everything else in crypto. So still, if you're, if you're looking from a more long-term perspective, this could still be a good play even right now. What do you think, Ryan? I agree with you. Uh, okay, so let's take a look at another project. Hadid, thank you for uh, the pick. Um what else do we have here? I saw some good ones. 
engine uh, we've gone engine, over engine yeah. a few times but we can do well, it why don't you tell us about engine ryan yeah so engine is a blockchain based gaming platform with a lot of developers on it actually a surprising amount and they were a big part of implementing the erc 1155 token standard which is kind of an amalgamation of both 721 tokens and regular erc20 tokens so for those of you who aren't familiar with ERC20 or or ERC721 token standards. Uh, Essentially, 721s are NFTs, non-fungible tokens, and ERC20s are your fungible tokens. So those are like your typical altcoin cryptocurrencies on Ethereum, like Uniswap, like Chainlink, like Aave, right? So those are the two main token standards. But now we see ERC1155, which is used as both a fungible and non-fungible token, which doesn't really make sense at surface level, but I guess it's supposed to be used so you can integrate both types within one smart contract. Uh, so for example, say you're playing Clash of Clans and you have fungible goods and non-fungible goods in it. You know, the Christmas trees in Clash of Clans are, are non-fungible and then mm-hmm. the, the gold and the elixir would the be elixir, the fungible right. part of the, the smart contract. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. definitely interesting to see. Uh, this token standard has gained a lot of adoption lately uh, and I, I like the project. I think they're building a lot but we really haven't seen too much adoption of any of the games on engine just yet. I think that's where the upside could be. So if there was a game like Axie Infinity, some really big blockchain game that was made on engine, then engine would most likely be going up a lot with that adoption. The way the tokenomics work, you need engine to make NFTs, to use server space and do all of this different stuff. So yeah, I I would be waiting to see if there's a trending game on engine. And once that comes, I mean, the sky's the limit for this coin, I think. I'm going to give it a moon right now. Uh, it is still pretty speculative, but they do have that aspect of having a lot of developers on the team uh, and a lot of good traction. So at this point, like I said, I'm just waiting for a really big blockchain-based game to use Engine, and then I think the price will skyrocket. Mm-hmm. And, and so we saw Steam come out last week, uh, and they banned NFT games. Uh, which is a really interesting play. And, and in response, Epic Games, the, the platform that Fortnite lives on, uh, said, okay, NFT games, why don't you come here instead? We will embrace you. We will adopt you. Uh, so maybe look for a partnership with Engine and Epic soon. Um, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Let us know in the chat what you think about Steam rejecting the NFT games. I think that they see it as a huge threat uh, and they kind of pull the China uh, on us. So uh, hopefully, we'll see them change their mind, go back, and then decide just to create their own cryptocurrency and, and you know become part of the future. Otherwise, Steam could face irrelevance in the future of you know gaming on the blockchain. So let us know what you guys think on that, Ryan. You want to take a look at, at the, the technicals for this, or, or should we go to the next one? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's saying too much yet. I think it looks like a typical altcoin at this point, waiting to see new all-time highs, you know, letting Bitcoin and Ethereum lead the way. And then once we see those slow down, I think that's really when the traction for the majority of altcoins will start picking up. Mm -hmm. Ryan, do you have any insights onto the Steam situation? I don't have any insights. The only thing I'd say about it is I don't think that Steam really understands NFTs if they do think it's a threat. I think that this could be a huge way to increase revenue for gaming platforms Mm -hmm. and and gaming engines, uh, especially with royalties, right? If you can have a marketplace and take 5 or 10% even of all of that revenue, I mean, that's so much money these games could be making. They could have really rare collections worth a lot of money and, you know, they could be making thousands of dollars per sale with these NFTs. So I really don't understand 
why they're so scared of it. They could definitely implement this in a way to really help their business. Uh, so, I mean, off of that, I just think they may not fully understand the capabilities of NFTs just yet. Mm -hmm. In due time, in due time, they will understand uh, or they will pay the consequences. Um, so hipster religion in the chat wants to know which altcoin would be good to buy now. Any suggestions as a beginner in crypto? I dropped a link to this article that I wrote uh, and you can see it right here. Benzinga.com slash money slash altcoins. Uh, there I have a couple of my favorite picks uh, and that would be a great place to start. And you can find the exchanges that, that have them as well. Ryan, do you have any other choices for us? Some picks? Yeah, I'll give a couple, I guess. So one of the picks that I will give, which may be a bit biased, I picked up some. Do you want to go back to CoinMarketCap, actually, so we can look? Uh, yeah. But SushiSwap, I really like Sushi right now. Um, I say I might be biased because I, I've really been getting into a lot of these DeFi altcoins back in you know 2020 when they were really popping off. So I kind of have an investment bias towards them. Um, but I'm also very bullish on their future. They're doing a lot. They have a decentralized exchange, which is what the project started as, but they also have a lending platform. They're working on an NFT platform, also a token launch plat pad. Uh, but something that makes me really bullish about the project is, like we pointed out earlier, they're really implementing with as many different projects as they can. They're on a ton of layer two solutions, so you can use it without spending a ton of money on gas fees. And they're implemented into a lot of different projects. So uh, it's really cool to see. Uh, I picked up a lot, like I said, but there may be some better ones out there. I'm not sure. I think it's great. That's why I bought into it. But like I said earlier, too, on the stream, there's kind of a shift in investor sentiment right now in cryptocurrency. Instead of going to all these different DeFi tokens and, and whatnot, they're really focusing more on the platforms like the Polkadots, the Solanas, the Cardanos and those. So I'm not recommending Cardano. I mean, if you've been on the show, you know, I'm not recommending it. Um, but, you know, if you like it, you like it. But maybe Polkadot would be a good one. It really hasn't completely ripped yet. I'm trying to think, Logan, what other good platforms that still have some decent growth potential right now? Uh, I think Curve also has a lot of good growth potential. I think uh, MakerDAO probably also has a lot of good growth potential at this point. Um, let's take a look at Curve real quick. And I have an interesting question for you, Ryan, and also the chat to answer is that in 2017, we compared our gains against Bitcoin. The goal was to stack sats uh, and to try to beat uh, Bitcoin's performance. I think this year, uh, the goal is to beat Ethereum's performance and to stack Ethereum using NFTs and these altcoins. Would you agree with me so far, Ryan? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, I think it depends on what type of investor you are. I certainly want to be stacking ETH as much as I can. I really don't even own Bitcoin at this point. So if somebody's bullish on Bitcoin and that's what they want to hold the most of, then it makes sense that they would be comparing all these altcoins to Bitcoin, trying to accumulate as many sats as they can. Um, but it really just depends on what your end goal is here. You know, I, I think I'll be holding a lot of these altcoins for a long time. 
But at the same time, uh, that my end goal really is to get as much Ethereum as possible while still being exposed to these altcoins, especially the ones with a lot of value locked in it with a great product that I think will survive through bear markets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, Bitcoin might become like the reserve currency uh, of crypto, um, but also I think it could be ETH. I think the ETH will be like the internet money uh, and that it will be kind of, I think it might have a better chance even at becoming the reserve currency of crypto. I mean, I'm considering selling all of my Bitcoin uh, and moving it into Coinbase options, uh, option calls, uh, because it's basically leveraged Bitcoin, Coin, uh, the Coinbase stock, ticker COIN, basically just follows Bitcoin. Uh, but if you can get options on it, then you can get basically leverage uh, and it's legal. You can get it on Robinhood quickly. I mean, my Coinbase options are up 40% this morning, so I am happy about that. And I'm kind of uh, wishing that I had more exposure to it. I mean, Bitcoin is cool and all, but like uh, at this point in time, I kind of want to, you know, uh, increase the risk uh, of my portfolio just a little bit more. And I don't think that coin is too risky of a way to do it. Do you, do you have any coin, Ryan? I do not. I was looking at options maybe a couple of weeks ago. They seemed expensive. I haven't really been following the stock price too closely, so I don't really have a good idea of what, what a good price target would be. But I mean, they are implementing that NFT platform, which could be a huge source of revenue mm -hmm. for Coinbase. And they're doing a bunch of things really well. They're implementing DeFi, doing a ton of stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if there is a mania over coin you know, once this bull market continues. Yeah, I agree. And especially in the Robinhood era where everyone on Reddit has access to options, I think that it uh, could provide some good exit opportunities next year. Uh, so my my Coinbase options calls are dated out to uh, the middle of next year, sometime in June. Uh, so I definitely have lots of time to you know place my sell very carefully. Uh, but back to CRV. Uh, and quick reminder, if you guys are just tuning in, make sure you smash the like button, send it to a new all-time high if you're enjoying these picks. Uh, and if you're really enjoying them, consider subscribing. Uh, we also have a crypto-specific channel. It's the top link in the description. Um, but yeah, so Curve, Curve DAO is uh, a decentralized exchange. It's a competitor to Uniswap and SushiSwap, the one that Ryan just pointed out. Uh, but Curve has some you know, interesting mechanics that aren't seen elsewhere. Uh, and it has a lot of usage, a lot of volume flowing through their products, through their exchanges. Uh, and we see their price is damn near an all-time high, if not at all-time high. I think it will tell us right here. Uh, all-time high was, oh, it was last year. That's interesting. We don't usually see... Uh, $60.50. I mean, that might have just been the way that they released the token. We see that sometimes uh, yeah. on charts, right? Mm -hmm. No, that would make sense. Uh, definitely the way that they like released their tokens, the, the early investors were probably able to you know, cash out, uh, take some profits finally after years of building the project. Uh, and, and now we're seeing, you know, ignoring that all-time high, we're seeing an approach very, very close to a yearly high uh and i think the high that actually matters um i've been holding curve for a while been accumulating all throughout this uh the summer here and i didn't even know it was up so much today that's that's good didn't even check my portfolio yeah, i actually morning. i actually recommended curve to a friend about a week ago and he texted me yo curve is at 420 this yo. morning so 69 awesome. next gains to come 
<laughs> if but you yeah, guys are holding like, curve, let us know in the chat, Ryan. What were you about to say? I was going to say, like a week ago, it was right around $2. I mean, he's made close to 100%, and it has really not been that long. I get, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe he got around 3 And what I mean, is this? Seven, seven days? Chart. Okay, so yeah, it was. Yeah. Definitely a good opportunity there. Um, so what's the next one that, that might be doing this, Ryan? I wish I had a crystal ball and I could tell you that. Let us know what you guys think in the chat. Maybe we'll take a look at AVAX now. Yeah. Noah Posner wants to look at that one. So, Ryan, you want to tell us a little about AVAX while I pull up the chart? You're going to embarrass me, Logan. Honestly, okay, I don't I'll know do it. I'll do it. too I'll much do it. about AVAX. For, for how high of a market cap it has, I really should know more. I know that it is a platform. Uh, but go ahead, Logan. Take it away. How does it differ from Wait, all uh, these other ones? Okay, so AVAX is a scaling solution for Ethereum. Uh, it's a side chain similar to Polygon, uh, and they have a lot of adoption similar to Polygon. So if you want to use this, you can you know, avoid those high gas fees that are found on the Ethereum mainnet. You can bridge your assets over to this other blockchain, and then once you're on it, you can basically transact for free relative to the main net. Uh, so Avalanche is the 15th biggest cryptocurrency by market cap. Uh, and don't wait, they do cross chain stuff one? too? Question mark. I thought that this was like a kind of like a layer two for ETH, but it says right here uh, that it's a layer one. I'm not so sure how I feel about this. I, it has to be EVM compatible, right? Yeah, it's EVM compatible because it, it works cross-chain, I'm pretty sure. Right. So you could run all of the Ethereum smart contracts uh, and all the Ethereum protocols work natively on the Avalanche blockchain as well. Uh, but it looks like they probably have their own support for other languages uh, in addition. So it's not strictly just for scaling Ethereum uh, like I previously thought. Yeah, see, launch. Okay, so it is Solidity compatible. Um, just like I speculated, but there's also lots of other stuff that's going on here. So uh, there's a lot of hype around this project, uh, despite it being you know relatively new to the ecosystem. It may it may have been in the works for many years, uh, but let's let's zoom out. When does Coin Market Cap have it? Yeah, so DeFi Summer is when Coin Market Cap listed it, and even towards the end of that, basically saw no uh, usage no attention until january february uh when it ripped for the first time and it didn't really do much when bitcoin hit its all-time high eth hit its all-time high uh this year and now we have those new all-time highs and we see avax ripping again i remember this one was big on crypto twitter uh like a couple of months ago um but i really never got into the hype myself too focused on eth personally so Noah points out that Coinbase is going to be added to the S&P 500 after their Q4 uh, earnings report. That would be very bullish for the stock, and I think that would be good for uh, those options as well, obviously. Um, what do you think, Ryan? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm not in any Coinbase options, but I might have to get myself into some. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so what else do we have? Tiny Pie? Uh oh, this could be interesting. You ever heard of this project? I have not. Time to learn something new today. 
G-A-M-A. Oh, is this a dog coin? Bust down, Satyama. <laughs> Blue face, baby. Okay, so Sa Satyama is what we're calling it now. It's probably not pronounced like that, but... Satyama. Yeah, Satyama. That's the that's new name for this coin. <laughs> it's official. Uh, according to Moon or Bust, this is a dog coin here that has been trading for a whopping three, four months. Uh, and it's just popping off lately, going crazy. Jeez, yeah, that is completely vertical. Definitely too high risk for me. I would not be buying something that has gotten this vertical so quick, especially without any significant pullbacks. Uh, but, you know, to each their own, if you get into the right dog coin, as we've seen, you can make lots of money. If you get in the wrong dog coin, you make no money. So be careful with your dog coins. There's good dog coins. There's bad dog coins. Uh, there's just a lot of dog coins. There are indeed a lot of dog <laughs> coins. Ryan, what do you think? Is Satima's white paper going to be white? No, there's no chance their white paper is white. I'll tell you that right now. I'm going to have to agree with you here. I'm guessing this white paper is more of a PowerPoint presentation uh, than a white paper. Oh, but we were let's, right. Let's, let's find out. Wait, English. Wow, it's so accessible. Oh, maybe not. All these languages. Is it going to be white? Uh -oh, uh -oh. Is it going to be I white? We might be fools. This is my number one. Oh. Nope, it's not oh, white. No, it's black. Okay, we, no, don't invest it. in this guy. Sorry. We called it. Yeah. This is the number one uh, uh, shitcoin indicator. Is their white paper white? Okay, so if their white paper is not white, then uh, they, they, I don't, I don't know. It's called a white paper. It's in the name. I don't really know how the hard they don't understand how white papers work. You can't invest in them. Okay, it's as simple as that. Have you seen the Bitcoin white paper? It was like one and a half pages long. And it was plain, oh, like made in a Google Doc. And look how that coin did. It did great. Mm -hmm. So if you want some alpha, just don't invest in coins that don't have a white white paper. Um, but actually, in all seriousness, there there is some, some credibility to that, right? Because they're making it look like a PowerPoint, um, which is really not what a white paper is supposed to be. It's supposed to be more academically focused. It's supposed to tell you what the mm -hmm. coin is all about, like, from a technical perspective and when they make it look like a PowerPoint like that and throw pictures in, you know, it's more about hype at that point. It's just like another version of their website essentially. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of people that see white papers like that just won't take the token seriously, especially, you know, big institutional investors or people who have been into cryptocurrency for a long time. It's more aimed at, you know, the new investor who doesn't really know what they're looking at. Uh, it's easier to digest that way, but it's just not a white paper. So it's kind of funny, you know, you see these types of coins on either Binance Smart Chain or, or some of these smaller tokens on Ethereum, uh, usually dog themed or have a reflection fee. Um, and they base their roadmap usually off of their holders. These types of tokens usually don't have white, white papers, just kind of like a, a little funny joke. But there is some seriousness there, I think. So if we take a look at the Bitcoin white paper, which I highly encourage all of you to read, uh, if you haven't yet, we see that this is... Uh, like a computer science research paper uh, more than anything else. And this is the side that you want to look for. This is the side of the white paper spectrum uh, that you want to be looking for. Uh, and you can see here it has an abstract. It has an introduction. It gets into the nitty gritty, uh, the, the innovations that are being made uh, with this project. 
And that's what white papers are all about. They're about innovation, not about fun. Um, but yeah, we've spent enough yeah. time but talking it was only about a couple this. pages. I guess I was wrong. It's nine pages. I do remember it being nine. pretty short, though. It is nine. We're, yeah, it's that's not it's too pretty bad. Short, yeah. They really they really get into it. Uh, but it starts from a very high level, uh, so you can kind of work your way into the details. It does a pretty nice job at being readable, uh, you know, by most people. Go check it out if you haven't. Um, but yeah, let's get back to the moon or bust. Baro, we looked at Sheba in the beginning, uh, so you can go back to it there. Uh, we did AVAX. You want to talk about NFTs and go on OpenSea just for a little bit? I know there are a lot Ooh. of people like us, like ourselves, who are in F NFTs right now, might be a little bit scared with this price action. And I kind of want to see how these blue chips are doing because I have not taken a look at OpenSea now in, in probably a week. Uh, but I, I could imagine it's probably right around the same as it was then. What do we got here? It's very good self-control, Ryan. I know, right? Out of you. <laughs> Used to be spending hours a day on OpenSea. Uh, but when number go down, I just don't want to look. All right. So we have Mebits at a three ETH floor. Uh, and let's check out your, oh, your mutant here. Let us know what, oh my goodness. So even these blue chip NFTs, we've seen them go down about 50% in terms of Ethereum. So not terrible when you're looking at the USD price. I mean, these kind of peaked right around when Ethereum was around $3,000. So, you know, it, it's halved in price in terms of Ethereum. It's probably gone down about 30 to 40% in terms of USD. But it's interesting to see. I'm pretty convicted, especially with these blue chip NFTs. I think we're, we certainly were and are probably still in a bubble with a lot of these non-fungible tokens. But if you find good projects that have a lot of adoption, I think that there's still a lot of upside for them, especially with Coinbase's NFT platform coming out and SushiSwap's NFT platform coming out. So I'm not really scared. I've seen my ETH half in my Mutant Ape investment, but I'm really not too scared yet. I still think we'll see a price floor above 10 ETH for those. And I would not be surprised if Mebits hit a 10 ETH price floor as well. As long as you're in the good NFTs, I'm not sure if you have much to worry about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree with you, Ryan. I think that uh, NFTs are still relatively small. Uh, you know, the market cap of all NFTs is less than the market cap of Shiba Inu. Uh, and NFTs represent the potential for every meme forever. And Shiba Inu is just one meme. So, you know, I think the NFTs are obviously going to flip Shiba uh, pretty soon here. We see that Coinbase is adding the NFT platform. And just like most uh, you know, retail traders that are in our audience bought their their first cryptos uh, on Coinbase. They'll probably also buy their first NFTs on Coinbase. Uh, let us know what you guys think about that in the chat. Let us know what NFTs you guys are trading. Uh, and if you are into this or enjoying the content, make sure you hit the like button before the show ends today. Uh, so here is the Mutants Ape Yacht Club. Ryan, are you, are you going to be DCAing in? Are you going to be lowering your average cost, picking up another mutant uh, at these cheap prices here? You know, I would be lying if I say it hasn't crossed my mind. 
But <laughs> at this point, I've lost too much of my ETH to, uh, you know, margin trading, NFTs, all this other stuff. I just, I can't afford to lose any more ETH. So no, I will not be picking another up. It's interesting to see though, by now you go and look at the faces. It's basically all these melted M1 faces. We see the cheapest one isn't. So that guy's looking to let go of that, maybe at a discount. But most of them are this one, uh, I forgot what the trade is, but it's like the melted board ape face. It's super common. So you see those. And who the heck is this guy cutting the floor by 0.25 ETH trying to make a quick sell and then someone else cutting it even lower? We need two more sales. We'll be back up to 3.75. Come on, guys. I wonder two if more this sales. will be sold by the time it opens. Huh. Maybe. Buy, I thought I filtered by buy now. You did. But maybe, maybe it, it did didn't sell. Work. Okay, let me give you guys my max pain and max gain verdict <laughs> on NFTs because I really do think it's going to be one or the other uh, and I'm willing to take that risk. So I'll start with max pain. I think if we see max pain, what will happen is this crypto bull run is just going to absolutely explode over the next couple months. We see Bitcoin go to $100,000 plus. We see Ethereum go to $10,000 plus, And everything just basically goes parabolic from here. And there's no time for NFTs to go through its own cycle. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, if we go parabolic like that and the market tops out, say, in December and then crashes like we've seen before, I think there will be a lot less interest in NFTs. So that would be Max Payne. Uh, it would probably be in a liquid JPEG for a few years before we saw NFTs, you know, go through another crazy bubble like we did or market mm -hmm. cycle, rather, depending on how you look at it. Um, but I am really hoping for max gains with my NFT. Uh, and the way I see that happening is we go up to between 70 to $90,000 a Bitcoin, however long that takes. I have no idea. Um, and we chill out for a while, you know, like we have before. Um, at certain prices and we kind of trade sideways. So if we can go to maybe $80,000 a Bitcoin, $7,000 in Ethereum, $6,000 in Ethereum and level out maybe for a few months come early 2022, say, then I think mm -hmm. that's when we could see a really big NFT bubble um, or market cycle top rather even, especially with Coinbase adding their platform, like I said, and, and Sushi Swap. So hopefully we'll see some sideways movement with cryptocurrency once we see some price appreciation and it's not just going parabolic over these next couple months uh would you say that's a that's a pretty good analysis logan or do you have a differing opinion yeah i <clears throat> i kind of agree with you there it could be uh the end of nfts for this market cycle but i'm leaning towards the side of it not being uh just because of the coinbase nft platform i think a lot of new people are going to see nfts have the ability to easily buy NFTs for the first time without needing to, you know, take custody of their own crypto through MetaMask or another wallet like that. They'll just be able to use their Coinbase exchange wallet to buy these NFTs. So they'll have the opportunity to do it. Uh, but whether or not they'll be as brainwashed by NFT and crypto Twitter as we are is a different question. Uh, and that's one that's been on my mind lately. Are these newcomers to the NFT space? going to be willing to drop tens of thousands of dollars uh, on the projects that we consider blue chips, uh, but we also are, are extremely biased. So it's really hard to say. Um, I do have it's OTC loaded. It's not that hard to say, Logan. Noah Posner put it the best right here. Mutant Apes going to 100K <laughs> floor. Completely agree. That's why I bought it. <laughs> so we see it right now at around, what is that, $15,000? Yeah, but you got to filter by the M1 Phenome VA, obviously. I'm not going to be selling mine at floor. It's so rare. Are you kidding? 
Well, I have no idea what the heck you're talking about, but if you tell me where to <laughs> click, I'll do okay, it. Okay, mouth, mouth. Okay. Maybe if you put uh, all the traits that my ape has together, the floor is probably like 50 E. <laughs> That's what you failed to consider. Oh, uh, yeah, just scroll down. You can pull it up on uh, Rarity Tools. Two, four. No, nah, I don't know right now off the top of my head. M1 Phenom Va. No, it's V-U-H. See, I told you it was rare. No, it's actually not that rare. I think you might. Yeah, it's right there. there you... No, it's M2. M2. But you should be able to search it up. Search for Va. What does that even mean? It's like Va. Look at me, Logan, so you can see what I mean. Va. It's like that. Yeah, I know how to pronounce it, but what does it mean? I just showed you what it means. Did you not look at me? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> See, does, does it make sense now? It looks like they're saying va. But the price is for really is pretty thin. I mean, I, that's what I assumed. I have no idea. I guess. Um, but it's called maybe, the same maybe. va thing for, for the regular board apes. So I, I think it makes sense. But yeah, the price for is pretty slim. That, that would be a good name too. Or Alabama. <laughs> Sorry to all the Southern viewers. We love you. It's a joke. Uh, so Ryan, is yours listed for sale right now? No, it's not. What's it going to take? Like I said, 10 ETH at least. At least 10 ETH? Yeah, I yeah. think so too. My Amoeba is listed for 10 ETH right now. Uh, we see the floor around three, but I think the volume has been picking up. Uh, I might look to delist it if the floor starts running. Uh, we'll have to, to keep an eye on that. But let us know, are you guys holding any NFTs in the chat? Uh, if you want have any projects you want us to take a look at, we'd be more than happy to. Uh, Hadid, you a real one, bro. Appreciate you. Uh, make sure you are subscribed, if not already, and drop a like if you are enjoying today's show. We have 26 likes so far and 139 viewers. That doesn't really add up to me, Ryan. Does it add up to you? Definitely not. We should be at least at 141 likes now that two more people just joined the stream. Or like what, hundred and two away? Only fair. Don't make, me, don't make me tell my mom. Don't make me tell my mom that you didn't like the stream, okay? Because she'll be I really upset. I haven't heard pudgy penguins now in like a month, at least. They fell off the face of this earth, right? I mean, they're they're doing about the same as all other major NFTs right now, down about fifty percent in terms of Ethereum. Uh, but Ethereum has gone up probably 50% since the peak of NFTs. So, you know, probably down about 30 to 40% in terms of USD. I don't know about these pudgy penguins. I don't know if they're really going to catch on with the mainstream. Yeah, they're cute. And the thing I like about Mebits and about mutant apes and bored apes are they're very differentiated. You know, all of them look very different. They have different faces. With these, you don't have really different faces they at least don't have different beaks and I don't think they have different mouths maybe they do but they just don't look too different yeah so they do have some like facial hair winking but you know the, the template is about the same for each one uh certainly not the most similar project i've seen out there there's like the meta the mechaverse which a lot of them look very similar to each other and we saw that really crash uh there's actually some some fud going on there about developers you know taking having the metadata and being able to buy mechaverse nfts before 
before they were revealed. So if you got one at Mint, they all look the same. You didn't actually get your true Mechaverse NFT just yet. It was kind of like an NFT to claim your NFT. Apparently, the developers were able to see the metadata and pick up the ones that they knew were rare and could sell at a high price. Um, so essentially, when these came out and you couldn't see your Mechaverse avatar yet, they were trading around five to seven Ethereum each. And then once they came out, they still were like around six Ethereum each uh, with some of the bigger ones going for, you know, 15, 20 Ethereum, some big numbers, uh, some even more than that. But since then, look at that average price yeah. of eight ETH literally yeah. just two weeks ago. And now we see the average price is 1.8, uh, just below two. That is what I call a rug. <laughs> Maybe not by its truest definition, but I mean, that's what you get when you invest in NFTs. At the end of the day, they're JPEGs uh, with some more value to them than just being a JPEG. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's obviously a lot of risk in investing in these projects, especially new ones. You know, if you see an established project like Bored Ape or CryptoPunks, where people like the chain smokers have a Bored Ape as their Twitter profile picture and OBJ and, and Jordan Belfort and, you know, the list goes on, have CryptoPunks as their Twitter profile picture. They're much more established and, you know, they're older too, which I think is important for nfts so you know when you see these projects that just release and there's so much hype and they're selling for tens of thousands of dollars i'd take a second look before you ape into something like that we saw it before too with oni force that was up to like seven eth right after the release and it kind of went down a lot i bet it's probably between two maybe three eth now i haven't checked the price but i would not be surprised even if it's under two eth at this point let's take a look Oni Force floor is at, do, 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 one at that. ETH. That's pretty crazy. They were they were like the first ones to do the, like the sideways facing avatar or like one of the first ones to do it well. Uh, and we did we did interview them on our NFT show, Benzinga's NFT show, the roadmap, which you guys should definitely check out uh, if you haven't already. It's a great show over there. And they did some big interviews last week that I'm honestly pretty jealous of, Ryan. They got to talk to Snowfro from Artblocks. Uh, I wish I got to talk to him. Yeah, guys, if you're interested in NFTs, definitely check out that interview with Snowfro that the roadmap has. It's so cool. He's the founder of Artblocks. He's the creator of the Chromie Squiggle. He talked about how he went about coding the art for the Chromie Squiggle. Lots of behind the scenes information. I It was one of my favorite interviews I've ever seen at Benzinga. It was so cool. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about, too, he gave out a bunch of these Chromie Squiggles. He offered them to like 2,000 people, I think he said. Only 14 people claimed the Chromie Squiggles. So they lost out big time on those. Uh, but then again, I mean, it was early on. It was probably at least six months ago at this point, if not a year ago. And some guy asking, hey, do you want a, a Squiggle NFT? You know, it's just a, a project I'm working on. It's not really worth anything, but you can have one. So, I mean, I understand why so many people didn't claim it, but at the same time, look at those gains they missed out on. Okay, so Cryptomaniac out in the chat wants to know what you can do with an NFT besides hold it. Uh, and he also shouted out the Shiboshi's uh, project. Cryptomaniac, let me, let me put you hip to the true power of NFTs, okay? So uh, one of our good friends, David Sun, this is his project. We had him on the show last week, so go check it out for the full uh, for the full interview, but here is the true potential of NFTs. So this first project, what they did is they took 
uh, Ethereum transaction metadata and turn them into one of one NFTs. Uh, so each transaction can only be made into an NFT once and there's a limited number, uh, like only 8,000 transactions can ever be tokenized or made into an NF uh, NFT art with this hash series. Then for their second series, they created this project called London, uh, which was centered around the e EIP-1559 hard fork uh, where burning was introduced into the, the protocol. And what they did is they created this, this ERC-20 token called London. They gave it out to their community for free. And then they only accepted uh, this London token to purchase this new NFT series, which was generative uh, with, I think, 8,888 uh, and it completely sold out. They created a DAO for it. Uh, they have been voting on things like adding liquidity to SushiSwap to purchase uh, these London tokens. And they keep adding new ways to add value to these NFTs and to this London token. So most recently, they launched their third series, Publico, uh, which is just experiments in art. These things are crazy. So the, the first one they did was Public Piano. Uh, and so there's like 64 of them. The owner of the first one gets to change the art for the other 63. And then it gets passed on to another artist to basically graffiti over. Uh, and you could have a chance to buy these if you are owning some of these previous NFTs. Uh, and there's lots more coming down the road. So this is this is really where we're seeing true value and innovation uh, that's coming from these NFTs. So that is what you could do with proof of beauty <laughs> NFTs other than hold it. Uh, but that obviously does not represent all NFTs, right? So most NFTs are just profile pictures. They don't really... Uh, you know, have that much value other than kind of like a digital brand. Uh, but th that's why this is my favorite NFT project personally, just because they do so much to add value uh, and just like they're innovating in a ton of different ways, Ryan. I know you, and we you're see, a fan of this project as well. Yeah, I am. But I think that's really just one small example of how we can use NFTs for to have some utility. Yeah, uh, you sure. know, the the first the first saga that he released, uh, what what's it called again? I'm sorry, Hash? Hash. Hash, yeah. yeah, so like that that really is just like a buy and hold type NFT for the art. But then when the, the second came out, London Gift, that actually gave you access to the London DAO, uh, de a decentralized autonomous organization. So you see there that the NFTs actually become an access token, which is something that a lot of people have talked about within the NFT space. You know, having an NFT be a football ticket or your access into a club uh, or what have you. So that's another use case for NFTs. We definitely are still at the iceberg. I think it's going to look really silly come 10 years from now when NFTs are being used for car loans and land deeds and government issued documents and, and even like voting rights. All of these things can be used with NFTs to verify the authenticity of whatever you're doing digitally or physically. Uh, so it's really interesting to see where we're going and that it's all starting with art and collectibles uh, to flex on the blockchain. We do love flexing uh, and a little flex for you here. If you're wondering why you should listen, it's because I joined in October 2020. Okay, I'm an OpenSea OG. Uh, and you can see I have my proof of beauties right here, actually, uh, hung up on the wall. You can see it on in the background here as well and in the thumbnail of the interview from last week. But here's some examples of this, uh, the, this hash collection. So we'll take this one, for example. This is art that was generated based on Jay-Z's 
uh, a bid that Jay-Z placed on a CryptoPunk. Uh, it was obviously way too low to get accepted. He really didn't know what he was doing, but he was just messing around. And I think that's a dope story, right? So what I, what I did is I minted this and Proof of Beauty turned it into this amazing art piece for me. Uh, and, you know, there can only be a few thousand of these historical transactions documented. Uh, that's why I think this, this project is so cool. And then maybe we can also look at London. Uh, Tiny Pie says, Celeb's going to be losing half of their NFTs in divorces. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Um, okay, so real quick, real quick. I'll show you guys the London gifts as well. Uh, so this, these two are the ones that you can see on my wall right behind me. This was the generative series. Uh, so they're just doing so much with it. Uh, if you want to, you know, like learn more about NFTs and Ryan brought up a lot of really cool applications, real world applications uh, as well. So there's a lot to come for the space in general. Uh, I think even next market cycle will be even crazier uh, whenever that happens to be maybe 2025, something like that. Uh, but yeah, that is unfortunately all we have time for today. So if you guys want to keep learning how to make good investments, keep getting trade ideas, make sure you stick around to pre-market prep at the close, uh, coming up next. So you can figure out how to, uh, handle your positions before the closing bell. Uh, Ryan, any last thoughts for us today? Check us out on Twitter. I've been uh, growing out my beard. Let me know what you think. I, I might shave it. I might not. Uh, you might actually be able to decide that if you send me a DM on Twitter. Other than that, no, not really. All right. So follow us on Twitter and tell Ryan to shave his beard. We will see you on Friday. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.